God bless you. You're listening to the Love That Neighbor Podcast Network. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson, and I just want to give a shout out to our Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network ministry team members, uh, a group of people that are supporting us and allowing us to do the great work of ministry, bringing this podcast all over the world. We're bringing in guests from all different walks of life and discipline, podcasters, uh, teachers of the Bible, uh, YouTubers. We are just connecting and networking with other people who love God and love their neighbor as themselves. And so thank you to our supporters. Uh, we want to continue to do great ministry and you are helping us to do that. want to give a shout out real quick uh, to some of the sponsors uh, that have businesses. I want to give a shout out to number one, Steve McMillan, my man with Concrete Eden. Go to ConcreteEden.com or click on my link uh, that's in the description. Uh, That way you'll get a discount through the Love That Neighbor Podcast Network and go specifically grab a pair of the Bless Shoe Series. Man, these are the most comfortable shoes um, that I have in my closet. The Bless Series. Um, uh, Steve does a great job custom making shoes. Also, go and check out JB and Melissa Bratcher. Uh, JB the Messenger has just put out a brand new album. I want you to go pick it up at bandcamp.com. At bandcamp.com. The album is called It Is Finished. Uh, look up JB the Messenger at bandcamp.com. The album is It Is Finished. The link will be in the description. And then check out another good friend of mine, their daughter, Miss <laughs> China Bratcher, at www.cookingwithchai.com. Uh, bigcartel.com uh, and you can grab her cookbook you can check out some of her recipes you can look her up on Facebook as well remember www.cookingwithchai.bigcartel.com uh, check out some of these sponsors uh, great men and women of God doing awesome things uh, for the kingdom of God uh, today we're going to dive into a great subject with another fellow podcaster a good friend Pastor Jay Mark <laughs> Pastor Jason Martin uh, man this guy is cool as a fan even though he's out in hot Texas um, this interview is going to be right up your alley we're going to talk about the subject of correction and in Pastor J. Mart's words correction is for my protection and direction not rejection uh, correction is not rejection we're going to dive into that subject today on the Love Thy Neighbor podcast coming up next Welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson. And today on Love Thy Neighbor, uh, we have a, a very interesting subject matter, um, the subject matter of correction. And I have a good friend, a pastor who has been pastoring for a long time, who has a pretty decent handle on this particular uh, want us to welcome Pastor Jason Martin. How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing great today. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing well. Um, it's a rainy morning in Colorado. <laughs> you know, we we went from 80 degrees yesterday to about 40 degrees and rainy day. Typical Colorado weather. How's it out? How's it out there where you're at? Well, here in uh, San Antonio, it is a little cloudy, but it's it's warming up today. It'll get up to 90 degrees Ooh. today. It's spring in San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't I don't envy that at all. 
I love summertime. I love hot weather, but 90s and hundreds, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, I want to thank you for, for coming on. I know you're a busy man, and uh, I, I know you, you have a lot of um, a lot of things that you do. Uh, can you give us just a little bit of a rundown of who you are, your experience, and, and what you do? Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, I'm a you know, follower of Jesus, obviously a pastor, a uh, husband. Uh, my wife and I are celebrating 25 years this upcoming Man, summer. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, also been in ministry about 24 of those years. Kind of took a, a year and we got in ministry together and uh, full-time ministry since about 2001. Uh, we're you know, bivocational throughout, on and off throughout m- much of that. Um, a dad of four kids ranging from college to kindergarten. So, uh, but also been a pastor, uh, been a kids pastor, family pastor, uh, executive pastor. Now help my friend, uh, pastor Aaron Grijalva start a church here in San Antonio a couple years ago and a rise church here on the West side of town. And one of the great cities in America, fast growing, you know, city of San Antonio. Yeah, I hear that San Antonio is growing very fast. San Antonio, Austin, these places are just blowing up. <laughs> yeah. Man, what's, what's in the water down there? <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of people moving here, uh, what is what, what we've noticed. And uh, even as a church, we've had a lot of people who are moving here from California. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm from the Midwest, moved here. There, there is a lot of people that's it's cheap to live here people like the tax structure the you know the availability of housing which is becoming less and less available here in san antonio but yeah that corridor from austin and san antonio is shrinking and it's like people are saying that eventually it's just like you'll leave san antonio and you'll be in austin there is some cities in between and i think they would be offended to hear that but uh <laughs> that's kind of the those two areas are are, are are uh gradually growing together and i have some friends who live up in those areas in between those cities and pretty soon it won't be any in between so <laughs> nice uh i got a friend who's in austin and he's in he, he loves it there his family's moved there man it's probably been about four or five years now i mean it's gone so quick maybe three or four years but a uh, mm-hmm. good friend of mine he's a fellow podcaster too former uh, assistant pastor at our church, Austin, uh, Brother Chalmer Williams from the mm-hmm. Fatherhood Friday uh, podcast. Uh, great guy. Now, Pastor Jason, what uh, talk, talk to us about your podcast. What inspired it, the name of it, and what should we expect when we listen to it? Oh, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm podcasting at the Equipped Pastors podcast. You can find it on Anchor, any any of the other platforms that you might be listening on, iTunes, Spotify. I'm on all of them. Um, and, and, and my journey with that was just simply I wanted to, to just capture some things I was already doing to equip some pastors on our team and pastors I lead from afar and mentor and, you know, uh, what we'll get into a little bit later, fathering in the faith, kind of uh, some things that I'm doing. Um, And I just thought, you know, I wanted to create a podcast to equip the equippers that we as pastors, as fivefold ministry gifts, prophets, teachers, evangelists, uh, apostles, we are called to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. But, but my question was, was who's equipping the equippers? Uh, And so (laughs) my tagline is, is giving you the tools you need to equip the people God has called you to lead. So that's the heart behind it. Um, it's not super polished yet. It's not the greatest. Some of it's just 
recording conversations like this with friends and saying, Hey, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen from this. I don't know what you're going to say. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to say. A lot of my podcasts are just leadership teachings we do with our team that I'll record and just put out there and add a little, you know, I'm starting to add intros, do this, some of the stuff. It's not very polished. I've been blogging for a while, same heart, just like, it's almost just like a journal of my journey of what God's doing in my life. So that's what, nice. that's, that's what you can expect. <laughs> nice, nice. No, I, that's how I came to, to meet you is through your podcast. Um, the Lord had really impressed upon my heart at the beginning of the year to connect other podcasters um, who love God and, and want to love their neighbor as themselves and, you know, uh, just want to lift up Jesus. And so Amen. love partnering with, with people that about that. And so, um, you know, so, sometimes there's, uh, you know, variations in, you know, uh, the smaller things as far as doctrine, but people, yeah. those basic principles, you love God, you love your neighbor, Jesus Christ is yeah. Lord, he died, he rose, and, you know, uh, those are the things that we focus and I was listening to your podcast and you made a statement on your podcast that really caught my attention. You said is not rejection. Um, in a world where man, people run from correction, they see correction Mm -hmm. as being, they see correction as you not loving them. Um, Mm -hmm. they see correction as, uh, uh, as rejection. Um, yeah we help people to understand um that correction is actually actually the opposite of yeah. rejection it's actually love yeah yeah i i i think it's the that's the billion dollar question that we think about because one of the things that we talk about as our church is we are a coaching culture that um to put it in vernacular that people understand they understand the job of a coach but when you think of coach you think of some guy yelling at you, uh, <laughs> but it goes back to before that, you know, it's like, it's, it's the, the discipline of your parents. And, uh, you know, what I've realized is uh, not many people grew up with parents who disciplined them in the way maybe that they would have enjoyed to be disciplined in, which none of us enjoy. I mean, none the scriptures, <laughs> he addresses that in, in Proverbs. The writer says, my son, do, and, and Proverbs 3, 11 and 12, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. Do not resent his rebuke. He knew we were going to do that. So right. he addresses <laughs> that. He says, because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Um, but I think if we go back to our memory of childhood, not many of us would rewind that video that dvd if you will that mp4 whatever video you know that youtube video of our life and look back and say man you know the greatest times i have with my my parents or my grandparents or my aunt and uncle or the teacher i grew up with or the coach or the whoever it was my pastor and say the greatest experiences of my life and it really starts with our parents we're not around discipline. They were not around. No one says, man, the best time of my life was getting grounded. Uh, The best time of my life was getting whooped. Um, And again, I know there's some, you know, that's a hot button, you know, and I'm not going into that. Is that right or not? I'll just tell you, I got whooped. Um, I don't enjoy that. I don't look back on that fondly and say, you know, my, my folks was crazy and they did crazy things when they were disciplining me. I don't look back on that with fondness and say, wow, that's made me the, though it has made me the man and pastor and father and husband I am today. I don't look back at that with fondness. 
I'll look back and say, well, man, I wish I would have had a better discipline. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, scripture is, is clear that, you know, no discipline when it's happening <laughs> it, it is, yeah. is, is, is wonderful or great or good, but it's supposed yep. to yield the peaceable fruit, right. Of righteousness Amen. It's supposed to produce righteousness in our life. And so in a culture where people struggle with correction, mm-hmm. um, is there a definition for biblical uh, uh, correction? Is there a, a way to really articulate that? That's a great, I think that's a great question. Uh, we, again, we use the coaching language. Uh, mm-hmm. We say, you know, uh, God has called us to coach the team that he's put us on. And if you're a part of this team, we are going to coach you in your head, your heart, and your hands. We use that language. We we, we say that. And and we set it up in saying, you know, kind of the, one of the first things we do is we do an intro to our church or, or, or you know, telling the story of, of what God is, you know, kind of recounting the story that God is telling through our, our local body. We say that. We say, man, we're just going to be upfront and honest with you. Like, this is a part of what we do. And we know and we embrace the, the tension of this. Like, we, that, 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 de- that the definition of discipline in this and, you know, you could, you know, discipline, discipleship, you know, yes. same root words. We also right. use the word development, um, mm-hmm. maybe because that has a softer edge, you know, but it's still the same thing, you know. But we're opening up front with people and say, like, this is a part of who we are. And this is the, the system you're buying into here. Um, you know, I'm a big college football fan, man. Um, and here's what I know having gone to high school with people who got recruited by college foot, you know, I wasn't, you know, that was not me. I did not have that gifting, but here's what I know. Like no matter how great of a star you are, you have to buy into the system that you get recruited into. Absolutely. You have to to follow the coach's plan. It don't matter how talented you are. You don't get to come in, in any sport. Do you get to come in there and say, well, Hey, you know, uh, here's my talent. Y'all need to, acclimate to me no 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 they don't care they're like no we wouldn't we we, you're cut you're off the team you know you're you don't get the scholarship you go somewhere else transfer somewhere else and that happens that happens and so what we say is like hey let us be clear on the system that you're buying into here is that we love you enough to coach your spirit the the real you the true the true you your 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 heart we're going to coach your thinking we're going to do those are going to be moments and then we're going to coach your uh your hands uh and a lot of times i think not to beat up on the church but the church as a whole has focused a lot on hands we focused a lot on outward appearances we focused a lot on like do these things and it's going to be okay like follow our rules and it's going to be okay um, but that doesn't come down to the heart of the matter. That doesn't come down to the thinking that got the person in that place. And right. so for us, we're walking through that. And on, the only way that happens is through intimacy, closeness. Um, I, we don't just go in and, you know, we're, we're clear. Like, we're not just here trying to discipline people. I love what I heard some Bob Goff says, like, don't discipline anyone if you don't know their name. And again, wow. I know. Uh, you know, I grew up in that culture. It's like, well, people all disciplined me and they didn't know my name, but I didn't right, receive right. that. I didn't <laughs> right. receive that. Uh, one of my great friends was asking on social media the other day and he said, what's the best piece of unsolicited advice you ever got? And I said, I don't yeah. know. I didn't, I didn't listen. 
I didn't pay attention to it. I threw it away. It wasn't solicited. I don't care what you have to say if I didn't ask you into that process. So uh, there, there's so much complexity to that. But it comes down to the fact is that what we do is when we are disciplined, we equate that with rejection. When we are corrected, we, we take that as rejection versus what it really is, which is protection and can mm. be direction in our life. Yeah, um, it's all the way that we choose to look at it. And so I think that is biblical. Biblical correction is is given to us time after time in the picture of the shepherd. Absolutely. And from 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 David to our Lord Jesus himself saying, I'm the good shepherd. And Paul using that uh, language of being a shepherd. Uh, uh, you know, in Acts 20 and Peter using that language of, of what our job as shepherds, pastors, the same same word uh, there in the Greek and even in Spanish, the same word as the pastor, you know, the shepherd. Yes. What, what is our calling to do? It is there is a correction that a shepherd does and the sheep that is about it's ultimately all about it has to be done in the heart. So from our point of view, how do we how do we do this with the right heart? We do it with, we are correcting to protect. Yes. We are correcting to direct. So to me, the, 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 the case for biblical correction is what is the heart that you're doing it in? Is it to correct? Is it to correct, to protect, correct, to, to, uh, direct, or is it to correct, to reject? Yeah. It can't be to reject. And so we have to make sure that we first are in the right heart as we are bringing the correction. And we also have to be, you know, you have to eat your own brand. (laughs) You got to be open to correction yourself. And that can happen uh, with those who God has put over you. But also sometimes it's going to happen with those who God puts beside you, peers. It's going to happen with those who maybe are. You know, and I don't want to use the word under you, but maybe they're yeah. under your direction. You know, I, I don't look at it as like, hey, we're a high and mighty. That's that's not what this is about. But the people that God's put in your life are bringing correction. And what do you do with it? You can't expect someone to be corrected in a biblical way if you won't be corrected in a biblical way. <laughs> and Right. One of the things that we say is that community automatically brings accountability. Amen. And so Amen. in a that. community setting, you know, there is accountability from all different directions. And the way you said it was perfect that there's peer, um, that there um even and, and, and I think about it even okay with my children. If I yeah. raise my children correctly, right? Yeah, there are things that they're gonna hold me accountable to because, like you said, I've gotta I've gotta buy my own brand. And so yeah, if absolutely. I've been telling you this your whole life, Amen. now you're 25 years old. And you're able to say, well, what does the Lord say? Like, oh, okay, yeah. that's what I've been teaching you. And yeah. now, now you're you're asking me that question. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And I think that means you did a good job when, you know, and, and, and I tell our, our, our people all the time, hey, when we're preaching, when we're teaching, I'm giving you and equipping you with the tools to be able to learn it yourself. And so there yeah. may be times you say, well, well, Pastor, you, you, you said this word. And when I was doing my research, it was this word. I'm willing to sit down and say, you know what? You're right. I wrote down yeah. the wrong word or I, that was yeah. the wrong scripture. This is the script. A, a lot of pastors won't do that. Right. You're right. They'll actually reject you. And so they'll so correct true. you 
by rejecting you saying, no, you don't, you don't talk to me that way. And some of us were parented that way, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, back in my day when it was growing up, it's like, you better not touch the Lord's anointed. I'm like, man, that's not what that scripture means, bro. That is, (laughs) Um, that's what we grew up in. And I think some of the, some of the struggle, I think with the church in this is like, I grew up in a, a, a church where this was kind of, like the correction from the pastor, it, it was exactly what you're saying. It was only a one way street. Yeah. You know, like he didn't want to hear nothing I had to say. And, you know, and it was almost like, you know, we were a part of a movement that the spiritual shepherding movement, which was like, you know, you got a spiritual father and I believe in spiritual fathers. Oh, I, I, I think scripture is clear with that. But what happens is because that gets abused, people throw that out. Yes. And they say, well, like, you know, I'm going to throw that out. What we used to say is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because that's <laughs> a mess. Don't throw the baby out with it. Don't throw the good out with it. Um, you know, like stick with stick with there is truths. There are truths just because someone abuses a doctrine doesn't mean that's what the enemy would have for hat. That's his plan for us is like, see, they abuse that. Now you got to throw that all out. There's some there's a blessing that's unlocked in, in, in understanding that biblical correction uh, that sets you on the right path. Because I think most people generally are self-deceived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think you're, you're hitting something really good there. Um, it, it's like, you know, when people say, don't judge me. Right. Yeah. And yeah. what they're, what they're really basing it off of is people abusing, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and, and, and twisting the idea of judgment in a way that they're condemning people, you know, uh, for wrong. But Jesus in Matthew seven is not saying don't judge. He's actually yeah. telling you what to do yeah. in order to judge righteously, you yeah. know, is that don't judge people without first looking at yourself. Right. Yeah. And then you can, you know, say to somebody else, hey, I see that there's a problem here because I've actually looked at myself. First, yeah. I didn't just say you got a problem and I'm, I got it all together. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think I think sometimes uh, we as pastors, you know, we 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 further this when we when we come across and maybe our communication style as I heard yeah. someone refer to it as like the sage from the stage. Like, <laughs> I've got it all figured out. I've done everything right. I'm up here in an ivory tower somewhere looking down on y'all peons who've done everything wrong. (laughs) And we come across as the hero of our message when only Christ was supposed to be the hero. I think we even in our preaching, uh, you know, and even in the way we've taught our children, it's like, well, David is the hero of David and Goliath. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's messed (laughs) up. He's just as messed up as all of us. God is the hero. Jesus pre-incarnate is the hero, uh, you know, like in all the stories, we, we get it messed up and, and then we don't embrace the messiness of it. And then people are like, man, I can't live up to that. You're a hypocrite. You say one thing, you do one thing. It's different when you come across and say, well, man, I'm in the field with you. I'm, I'm amongst you. I'm a shepherd who smells like sheep. Uh, I'm with you. I'm a sheep myself. Uh, I'm actually just a leader sheep in some ways. Um, I'm not just in leadership. I'm a leader sheep. I'm here. I'm a part nice. of this flock too. I'm being shepherded by God instead of like, man, I got it all together. I, and, and no, and, and then we wonder why we fail and we see all these pastors deconverting or, you know, mental illness. And again, I know those are, there's a lot to that, but we're, we're putting this pressure on ourselves of like, we got to be perfect and put together 
versus we just actually have to be submitted. We actually have yeah. to be submitted one to another. We have to be submitted uh, in our faith. We got to be submitted in our leadership, submitted in the flock that God's called us to lead. And those Man. that he's made us responsible with. Man, you're saying, you're, you're saying some really, some really, really good stuff. You know, that submitted one to another. That's a, that's a huge deal. And, and, and people don't really see that as, you know, uh, even in your correction, you're submitting yourself, you know, because uh, you're opening yourself up for rejection. So Absolutely. we always focus on the person that's being corrected feeling yeah. rejected but what yeah. about the person who is correcting yeah feeling rejected you know yeah. uh, uh you know I, and i know you've experienced that how do you overcome feeling rejected when someone doesn't receive yeah i i think that's that is that is a great thing and i think it goes back to the root of why is there rejection the the root of why there is rejection is this is we believe a lie uh, all bondage all addiction all sin is rooted in a lie and the lie for 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 us in rejection is this i'm what i do my identity mm. is what i do my yeah. identity is what i feel my identity is what i think now mm. again the bible does say as a man thinks so is yeah i, I get i get all of that but ultimately we are who god says we are yes if we are confident in being a child of god that nothing we do think or feel can change that we become more confident in receiving rejection. Cause again, if I, if, if you do something and I reject you, you, you're looking at it as like, man, he, he, he doesn't value what I do. He, he right. doesn't see, you know? And so I think as us, as those who are correcting or, and, and all of us are in a role that we correct in some way is we, we have to, uh, yeah, to, 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 to understand is like what, what, what we're doing here is, man, they're not appreciate my leadership. <laughs> well, yeah they did the same to christ yeah right. they do the same to god like uh, you know paul do not think more highly of yourself than you ought uh, i think that's where we just have to keep it in perspective as pastors shepherds leaders fivefold ministry wherever you're at laity leadership whoever's listening to the podcast it, it's for you um is yeah they're go they're going to reject you and i think i think as parents we we go through this you know uh, you know, I know I go, I'm going through this is, you know, I have a daughter who went off to college and, you know, she's not necessarily doing all the things I would have done and all the things I coached her to do or the things I loved on her to do. Right, and right. I, and I can take that and say, well, man, I, you know, like the, the lie that the enemy is speaking to me in that. And again, it's about taking every thought captive. Yes. Like, see, you shouldn't oh. talk to anybody about marriage. You shouldn't talk to anybody about parenting ever again. You, you should just stop. You are a liar. You are a fraud. See, she's she's rejected your your wisdom. She's rejected Man. your truth. You're a fraud. Don't, don't nobody want to listen to you. You should just stop. And so we, again, we have to, what do we do? No, take every thought, thought captive. captive, take that yeah. feeling captive. Like, what is the truth of this? No, 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 no. What is the truth? Oh man, these are principles that are from God's word that I've lived out. And have I got it all right? No. Have I, I'm going to own up to where I missed it, but I, I'm going to repent of that and I'm going to move on. And so when, when our correction is rejected, we have to, we, again, it's a little bit of eating our own brand of like, man. I'm not what I do. I'm not what I think. I'm not what I feel. I'm who God has called me to be. He's called me to be in this. Am I doing what God am yes. I right in that? I'm going to I'm going to 
you know, he says, take every thought captive. And so I look at that as this, I have this word picture of like, you know, as I'm a, a, an agent, CIA agent, and I've captured the enemy <laughs> and I'm going to do whatever I can to get the truth out of the enemy. Interrogate him. <laughs> I'm going to interrogate him. And so that I'm going to take that thought. I'm going to take that feeling. I'm going to take that, that gut instinct, whatever it is and say, is this true? Is this you know what Philippians says, is this of good report? Is this lovely? Is this pure? Is yeah. this godly? And if not, okay. And you know, did I do this? I'm gonna ask myself, did I rec- did I correct with the right heart? Did I yeah. do it with the right hands? Did I have the right thinking? Was I in the right, you know, because I'm gonna always reflect back on that. And if the answer is yes, then I'm gonna say, Man, I corrected him. I followed maybe, you know, you're following Matthew 18. Yeah. You're walking through the, the, the steps that, that you did. You're like, man, I did that. Now it's time to turn them over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh. Uh, you know, I'm, I don't know. That ain't that ain't going to preach well. That ain't going right. to tell them That's not going to get you on the the, 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 the the stage at the seeker convention <laughs> conference. Uh, but it's the true path if we've done it the right way in the heart of restoring a brother or sister, we've done the right way. We've done what we can do. We can mourn that. We can mourn that relation. Sometimes that's what it comes down to. It's like, I have to mourn. This relationship is no longer going to be what it was. And it's up to you now to restore that. So pastor Jay, uh, what, how, how do we, um, you know, follow that Matthew, you know, eighteen fifteen rule. Um, and how many times have you experienced an actual restoration from those situations? Because we hear about all the bad outcomes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, give Give me some good outcomes where you followed the Matthew eighteen and 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 it, and it worked out. That you know you were able to reconcile. Yeah, I think I think that's a great question. I think um, even. You know, I, I can look at, man, it, it does sometimes when you focus on it, think about like, man, I don't know that it's ever worked out. You know, sometimes <laughs> you can feel that way. You can feel like, did that ever work out there? Um, but, but, but I've been in the situation where, it, it, and it's all about the, uh, the heart of the person to receive it. You know, yeah. I, I know even in my own life, I've received that from people when I've taken a step back and said, man, you know what? They are right. They're I right. have to do yeah. what I can. Uh, you know, I don't want to share anyone else's. I got to share my business. So let me just yeah. say, it's like, man, I had a, the first pastor I worked for and he Matthew 18 me and just said, you know, you have a terrible attitude. Wow. Uh, you know, <laughs> and I stopped and thought about it. And, 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 and here I was, as I was like, all I wanted to do was get on staff at the church, you know? And then I just had to have a moment of reflection where I looked and said, you know, what am I doing this for? What's the reason? What's the heart behind what I'm doing? And I realized I was wrong and I had to go and repent. And he brought somebody with him. And yeah. it felt like, man, I was getting piled on. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> you know, it felt like, oh, man. But I said, you know, no, 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 no. I, I, I have the I have the right to choose right now. How am I going to receive this? And so I think from my own point point of view of having a pastor over me, and I I remember recently a couple you know when we were starting to plant this church, I was going through a church hurt of something we were leaving, and a pastor over me was just like, 
man, you keep saying this phrase. Yeah. He corrected me. And I'm like, well, (laughs) let me tell you, let me tell you why. And I was like, wait a minute. I got to catch myself here. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. He loves me. Let me remind myself. He loves me. The dude was on a, he he was on a phone. He was on the treadmill. He's like, you know, like panting. And I'm like, maybe he's not saying this the way I want it. But let me, let me just realize like he's given me some time to say, I love you enough, Jason, to like, you're on the wrong path. Let me correct you. Yeah. So uh, that is the path here that, that we have to go down and through. And, and, and again, we've seen it time and time again, where we've had to sit someone for a season of time. Uh, whether it's young people uh, for a behavior. Um, and again, I don't want to get into de- d- specific details, but we've seen time and time again that the way they respond in that moment of correction always tells me what's going to happen down the road. You if, know, they and get, you- mm-hmm. if they get defensive and they're trying to punch back. And again, that's me. I get it. Yes. I get it. When I'm yes. corrected, sometimes I'm like, I want to come at you. You want to come at me? I'm going to come. Yes. But but the way they receive that, if it's with humility, chances are there's their restoration is going to happen. And that's with defensiveness. And oh, well, let me I know what you did. I know what this other person did. Like, whoa, wait a minute. We ain't talking about them right now. We're talking about you. We're talking about this situation for you. And I think to me, that's the piece that I see. It's like, how do you receive it with humility? <laughs> yeah, I, I think you've man, whew, this 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 is good. This is good because at the end of the day, how you receive correction um actually uh, tells us where you're going. Amen. You know, in 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 God. I mean, because uh you, you're either gonna be able to step up, you know, and do the will of God, or you're gonna step out. Yeah. You know, and, and just, you know, go into isolation, go into a place where I can't deal with people. And a lot of church hurt mm-hmm. is not just over people doing wrong things, but a lot of church hurt comes from the inability to solve this equation of correction yeah. and how it's supposed to be done. And so I think, you know, as we as we try to wrap this up, yeah. um, how do we raise up? Um, a church that understands the Matthew 18, yeah. 15 through 18 rule <clears throat> of going to someone. Cause I've yeah. had that conversation with a lot of people and they just yeah. say, you know, pastor, I can't, Yeah, I can't have that conversation. You know, yeah. can I write them a letter? Well, yeah, you can write them yeah. a letter. Yeah, yeah. You can, do, there's a lot yeah. of ways to do this, yeah. but we have to at least step into being obedient to what Jesus said, because in that particular passage at Matthew 18, 15, uh, 15, and I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Jesus actually uses the term church. Jesus is actually the person that uses the term church before anybody else uses it. He uses this term church. And he says that, that this is about reconciliation, restoring each other. And so how do we train up a church? who can receive correction, who can give correction without mm-hmm. rejecting. Uh, we call it disagreeing without disconnecting, yeah. right? How do we raise up a church that can do that uh, in this day and age? I, I think, I think again, I think that's the billion dollar question. And I think it's messy. <laughs> I think you have to embrace that this is going to be messy. Where there no is no oxen, the stall is clean. Come on. Like, it's <laughs> going to be messy. And I think this is why some churches just don't do it. 
Yeah. Because like this is just too messy for me. I would rather just you know, ghosting is the thing today, man. Like yeah. church ghosting is like people just disappear. But we try to build the culture of this is um, again, going back to that Bob Goff, like don't correct someone you don't know their name. Like, is there relational equity there? Have you invested yes. into them? I can't make withdrawals from my bank if I haven't made some deposits, deposits that yeah. match the amounts of withdrawals I want to make. And I realized that this is like I'm always investing into people. This is not a manipulative tactic. You know, I, I've been accused of, oh, you're manipulating. People. No, 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 no. I just know there's going to come a time where I'm going to have to correct you. And if I haven't invested enough into you, I realize it's like the chances that you're going to receive this correction are pretty no. They're it's not, so they're not going to happen. <laughs> and it has to be a part of the culture. The culture is built by modeling. So again, going back to what I said, you, do you model this? Do you talk yes. about when people have correct, you know, I shared a story with our, with our team about, you know, one of the same pastor I was just speaking about that was on the treadmill. Uh, he came and visited the church we were part of. And my pastor now is a part of, we were both on the executive team and he comes on the weekend and we've always invited him in. I think that's a key is you have to treat, teach your people to invite correction to invite and 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 that can look like and you know it it always starts off like this is there anything you see in me pastor uh that i need to correct and i always say that's not specific enough trust me you can't drink from this fire hose uh (laughs) like be more specific like hey i handled this situation this way was that right okay now you're inviting me in so you you encourage them to invite you in that's one thing. You invite you in. I go where I'm invited. I don't go where I'm not invited. I'm a gentleman. I'm just like God. He goes where he's invited in. That goes back to the unsolicited advice. So we've invited this pastor into our our, our journey. We're sitting down at brunch after church. He's going to fly back to Louisiana where he's, you know, he's a pastor. And he's like, man, I got a list of things. And he brings out a, a, a yellow legal pad and he's got 10 things on there. And <laughs> he shares no. He shares number one. And again, we've invited him into this. We said, pastor, share with us. What can we learn? What can we do? What can we grow? You're further along in the journey. You see things. You got the outside eyes. Share with us. Number one. And he shares something. And the whole table just starts defending. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, then he goes on to number two. Share something. The whole table is making excuses. But you don't know this. Let me tell you. Number three, the whole, you know, whole ta- he shares the whole table goes into defending. Number four, the whole table goes into defending. And finally, he just takes and he just says, well, y'all don't want to listen to anything I have to say. And he literally just takes his notebook and just shoves it back in his backpack and says, OK, let's just finish eating brunch then. And I'll go get my flight and, 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 and I don't have anything to share with y'all today. Right. And afterwards, we were debriefing as a team, as we do. And I said, did we? what if i get that number one through four weren't any we we know we i know i know you know like when i when you, when you tell your kids something they're like right. i know i know and i'm like you don't know uh, that's why i'm telling you um we were i know i know i know i know dad i know dad i know dad we could have robbed ourselves what if number five was something that could have taken us to the next level to unlock the purpose of god in our life yes and the step of health what if number yeah. seven was life-changing for us and changed our destiny. What if number 10 was, and we could have just said, yes, sir. Can, can I have another, another, what's next? Number two, come on, give us number two. What if our attitude would have been that instead of rejecting That's So we tell that story to our people. Yeah. We say, man, don't, don't miss it. Like I did. Don't mess <laughs> up. Like I did. Um, don't, don't, 
be healthy, get, 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 get this. Um, that's a part of building. You got to build this culture. You got to have the equity. You got to have a culture of inviting into this. And you have to have a culture where people know they are loved. What Paul wrote in first Corinthians four, he says, I'm writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as dear children. He used the word children. They have to know that there's a fathering heart there. He says, you had, even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you don't have many fathers. You don't have many fathers. He goes, I became your father through the gospel. Imitate me. Model it. We're modeling it. That's what I'm saying. This is where we get this from. We model it. He goes, I sent, I sent Timothy to you. He's a son I love. He's faithful. He's going to remind you. He's going to teach you. So that's, that's what we've got to do. We're, we're constantly reminding. We're constantly building culture. We're constantly modeling healthy living here. Not yeah. making ourselves look like the hero all the time but being someone that they can relate to and they can learn from our mistakes. I always say, man, you're a wise man. If you can learn from my, you can learn from my mistakes. You're a wise woman. If you can learn from my mistakes. And that's what we're modeling is like, I'm not so high and mighty that you can never live up to this. I'm going to model to you how to actually walk this out and live this out. Wow. 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 This is, this is good, man. Uh, I, I feel like after, after sitting with here, sitting here, listening to you, I'm like, man, you're Pastor J. Mark from now on for me. You're <laughs> Pastor J. Mark, you know, uh, started off with Jason Martin. I'm like, nah, this Pastor J. Mark. This, I'm this, down this with my that. Guy. That was my <laughs> nickname. That was my nickname. So that's, a, that's my username on all, all uh, the J. Mark on all the social media. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, the J. Mark. So that's, yeah, that's, 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 that, I'm down with that. That's my guy, man. I, man, this is good. And I love your, your transparency. I love the fact that because these are conversations that nobody really wants to have. They want to stay yeah. away from this. Um, but this is so critical uh, to the church being effective and, um, you know, maintaining growth and stability. Yes. You know, yeah. if we're constantly losing people because they feel rejected over correction, mm-hmm. then how where's the next generation going to come from? Where's the next group of leaders going to yeah. come from? If nobody can take correction, because yeah. in order, you know, like you said, to lead, you would have had to follow, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and when you've learned to follow, then you understand why leaders do what they do. I have pastor friends that came up in our church that are now pastoring. And man, when I talk to them, like, man. I'm sorry. I'm like, what? What? Are, what? what are yeah. you, why are you saying it? Because I was a knucklehead, man. Yeah, I got yeah. Knuckleheads in my church that are yeah. testing me the way I tested you, man. I apologize. That's like, yeah, hey, man. I I'm reaping what I sowed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to love you, man. I I wasn't trying to, you know, you know, beat you up or oppress you or hold you down. Yeah. I really wanted to love you, you know, uh, to that level of greatness. And you know, last thing I'm going to say, and I, and I want you to pray for our pastors, uh, our churches, um, to really get this. But I like what you said, you know, and what popped in my head was that let's not settle for bitterness. Yeah. Let's reach to be better Amen. in this area because so often when it comes down to correction, people settle for bitterness, Amen. you know, instead of striving to be better correction yeah. is supposed to make us better, not bitter. Yeah. Uh, and so pastor J Mar, if you would pray for our listeners, um, yes. That would be amazing. Yeah. And it is one thing before I pray, I, I, yes, I will say, it's just, this is a struggle for me. Again, eat my own brand here. 
is <laughs> so daily I say this affirmation is a part of the affirmations I have that create new neural pathways. It's a scriptural, you know, meditating upon the word is that correction. I always say this correction is for my protection and direction, not rejection. Literally every day I say that to myself, Amen. to remind myself. And again, I tell my team that all the time. We, we model it. But I'd love to pray over you. Father God, I just pray over these listeners right now, whether they're laity, leaders, not leaders, followers, sheep, pastors, a five-fold ministry uh, gift. I, I just pray over them, Lord, that they would understand, as Paul said, is that, 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 well, that we need fathers in the faith. We need fathers in the faith. We need fathers in the faith who would love us to help us to take the next step. And God, we, you are our father. And so we submit to your correction that we, we, we deal with the emotional trauma of childhood and whatever's happened to us, Lord. We submit it to you for healing. We submit it to you that, that as we reveal these things, you are healing them. You're take us, taking us on a journey of healing and restoration for these things, Lord. And maybe you're bringing uh, right now to someone's remembrance, someone who's hurt them. And now they see it in a new light of maybe that person was trying to help me and get me to the next level. Maybe you need to go back and, 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 and repent. And so I, I, I thank you, Lord, you're stirring upon hearts. You're stirring yeah. upon hearts for humility. You're stirring mm-hmm. upon hearts for healing. You're stirring upon hearts for openness to direction and protection through the work of correction and biblical discipline in our lives. And we just thank you for this. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Man, I want to just let you know this was a great time. I'm glad we, 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 we were able to make this thing work. We had all kinds of technical difficulties trying to stop us, but uh, we got this thing done, man. I really appreciate you. Um, uh, tell the folks, uh, your podcast again, and how can they reach out to you? Yeah, you can reach out to me, uh, equipped pastors. You got have, you can, you can Google that. Also, I have a, a blog and share some stuff there. Equipped pastors on all the podcasts. You can also find me at the J Mart on Twitter and, uh, Instagram. That's T H E J A Y M A R T. Look up Jason Martin on Facebook. If that's your thing. I'm also on TikTok, but I don't even know how to find me there. I don't even know what I'm doing there. <laughs> what uh, I'm, doing. I'm not sure it's any help at all, but I'm trying to be where people are. Uh, and so that's where you can find me. Amen. Well, God bless you, man. And uh, remember, guys, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Thanks for listen, listening to the Love Thy Neighbor podcast network. I'm your host signing off. We'll see you next time. God bless.